Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are more for some wrestling talk because this is Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Paint Train Pipe Up Productions. And of course, as you all know, the greatest pro wrestling podcast in the history of the world. But ladies and gentlemen, today, this time, rather, we are going back in time, 1998 to be precise, when Kane was WWF champion, but for only a day. You know, for so long I wondered why Kane's WWF title reign in 1998 was only for a day. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of answers to that, I'm sure. And I'm sure everybody's got their opinions. Well, number one, a lot of people say that Kane just did not need to be the champion at the time. He didn't need a long reign. Now, I, I do agree to the fact that he didn't, his title reign didn't have to be long. But I feel like one day, mm, that's just certainly not the way to go. Now, it makes sense the way it did go. I mean, I will say that. But I just feel that it should have been a little bit longer than just a day. But that's just, that's just my opinion. But, but understanding you know, how the storyline the story went now. Now, at number one, back, during that time, Kane, this was not long after he made his debut interfering in that Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I mean, Kane, his character during that time, it was just at the start. I mean, the the, the character was just absolutely over. And you know, not, and, you know, and you have to remember that Glenn Jacobs, who of course is Kane, before that, his character was a dentist, Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS, Doctor of Dental Science, and that gimmick totally failed. So it was good to see that Glenn Jacobs had a gimmick that not only worked immediately, but God, we all know how long that run went. So anyway, so this was the King of the Ring in 1998. Yeah, that's right. The very same event where the infamous Hell in a Cell match took place where Mankind did, well, was thrown off the cage, chokeslammed through the cage. We all know the story. You know, for, for, for some time, you know, I wondered why the Hell in a Cell match was not the main event. I mean, some people say, no, it was totally the main event, but... The final match of the card is the main event, and that was the WWF Championship between Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was the current champion, against Kane. And this was a first blood match. So, first of all, you go like, you already understand that, well, Kane wore a mask, so, and whole, the whole thing is to make sure his face doesn't get seen, so we all knew that Stone Cold Steve Austin could not make the guy bleed, so. <laughs> So real, you know, and the way that the match started, you know, I I think you know even man, you know, mankind even got himself got himself involved in the match. So I mean, the way the match ended, you know, a lot of people just forget about it because it's been it's just been so long. So so the main event starts now. The Hell in a Cell basically I think went up and down several times, you know, because mankind again interfered in the match, you know, to try to help Kane because mankind was a heel at the time. Mankind was feuding with the Undertaker. So there was, and there ended up being that brief alliance, I believe, with uh, Stone Cold and the Undertaker. But but then uh, then eventually it, it was learned that Kane and the Undertaker had been working together the entire time because they both wanted the WWF Championship. But we'll get to that. So so during the so during the match, obviously, Kane basically you know you know does what he does. So then mankind mankind gets involved. The Undertaker gets out to try to to try to stop you know mankind. So, 
And The Undertaker is one who basically caused this whole thing inadvertently. And what I mean by that is, because when The Undertaker attempted to make the save to Stone Cold Steve Austin, he attempted to hit Mankind with a chair. But Mankind ducked, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was actually hit in the, with, with the chair instead, which caused Austin to bleed from the face. He got busted wide open. So, and then, I, and then you know, after that, because I did watch the match, you know, on Peacock before this, you know, Stone Cold attempted to go after Kane with the chair, but unfortunately the referee saw that Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin was bleeding, so the referee has to, has to call the match, because, again, a first blood match goes like this. The first individual to be busted, I think, to be either busted open or be bleeding from the mouth is declared the loser. So basically, a first blood match goes, in order to win the match, you have to bust your opponent open, or at least make him bleed, like whoever... It's like draw blood. It's like whoever draws first blood. Like whoever bleeds first is the loser. You don't really see much. I mean, I haven't seen really much. You know, first blood matches. The only two first blood matches that I'm fully aware of is this one and the one in 2006 between Mr. Kennedy and the Undertaker, which of course Kennedy won when MVP came out and hit the Undertaker with a chair. So of course, you know, ironic ass end like that, but. But I'm not, yeah. But I don't know too much about uh, about the first blood match. Again, there's only two that have come up that have come to the top of my head. So anyway, so Kane becomes champion. Now in the aftermath, the next day, Kane loses the belt back to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Look, I'll, I'm gonna be honest. The title reign again. You know, Kane did not need to be champion for a long time. But I just feel like him being champion for just a day. I just don't agree with it. I feel that, honest, to be honest with you, I think Kane should have been champion for until at least the next the next pay-per-view. And the next pay-per-view, of course, was, I believe, Over the Edge or something like that. No, 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 not Over the Edge. It was actually, it was actually Fully Loaded in Your House, which, which took place on July 26th of 1998. Because this event, King of the Ring, took place June 28th of 1998, which, of course, was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And look at that. An attendance of 17,000 people and a pay-per-view buy rate of 385,000. Not bad for during that time. So not long after Kane lost the title back to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kane and Mankind actually became the WWF World Tag Team Champions, and they would lose the titles at the fully loaded In Your House to Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, but they would soon regain the championship in a, fa in a fatal four-way. Well, yeah, in a fatal four-way uh, tag team match or a four-way dance in involving the New Age Outlaws and uh, D'Lo Brown and The Rock. So, anyway. So, yes, and obviously the, the, the current champions himself. So, basically, it was Kane and Mankind challenging Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker alongside the New Age Outlaws and D'Lo Brown and The Rock, the nation. Anyway. So, but basically, but how the story plays out, I guess it, 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 that's why they had Kane be champion for a day. But I really believe that it would have been better for Stone Cold to actually regain the belt at Fully Loaded in Your House, or maybe at, at, the, at SummerSlam, which was you know uh, in New York. You know, of course, um, that that's when Kane actually. Because remember how I mentioned that Kane and Mankind regained the titles from from Stone Cold and The Undertaker, but they lost them at SummerSlam because Kane, well, after Kane abandoned Mankind. So I think this is around the time mankind I think start began a, a face turn or I'm not I'm not entirely sure I mean mankind's face turn from I remember that year was at the Survivor Series of 1998 so 
I don't remember exactly how the whole story ended up going after that between Kane and Mankind after Kane turned on him and abandoned abandoned him during the match. I mean, it was actually a false count anywhere match as well. So, so the New Age Outlaws went on to win, and you know, and that was that. So, and then of course, it turned out that Kane and the Undertaker were in cahoots the whole time because they they both wanted to be they both wanted the, the, the WWF Championship, and and as we remember, we'll never forget the night where Kane and the Undertaker. Pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin simultaneously, so that so Stone Cold Steve Austin was no longer a champion. So that that was all part of the build up to the 1999 Royal Rumble. So so really, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, I do agree with the fact that Kane did not. I mean, I understand how fans say, well, Kane didn't need to be champion for more than a day because he really didn't need the title. Some say he just wasn't ready for the title. I mean, there's everybody has their has their different opinions on the whole matter. Me, I just feel like he should have been champion for at least until the next pay-per-view. It definitely would have been great if he had actually lost, if he had dropped the championship back to Stone Cold Steve Austin at the 1998 SummerSlam. Now, the 1998 SummerSlam, I'll never forget, I I think, because the the main event for that one was Stone Cold Steve Austin defending and retaining the championship against The Undertaker. And that, that was the main event. So, you know what? I think that if Stone Cold Steve Austin had regained the championship in, in the SummerSlam of 1998 in a triple threat match uh, involving Kane and the current champion and The Undertaker, that 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 actually would have been huge for me. So, so you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm I think I'm solidified on the fact that I think Kane should have been champion more than just than just that day, but um, but now I'm I, 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 again, you know. The whole thing is just, you know, it's it's all just it's all just a matter of opinion. But, you know, in the main event at the fully loaded that next pay per view after the uh, King of the Ring of '98, the main event was Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker be, winning the world the WWF World Tag Team Championship. So, and also look at the card. I mean, the, the card of the of the fully loaded just doesn't even look doesn't even look that fun. I mean, looking at the card, the late Owen Hart defeated Ken Shamrock in that dungeon match. The Rock versus Triple H ended in a 1-1 draw. It was a 2 out of 3 falls match for the Intercontinental Championship. Triple H ended up winning the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam in that, in that latter match as well. So, yeah, so yeah, the fully loaded in your house of 98 just looked as if it was an awful show. So, yeah, I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker be- defeating Mankind and Kane for the World Tag Team Championship. Not too bad, but still, I feel like you know the main event for that one should have been Stone Cold Steve Austin attempting to get the, the title back from Kane, but losing after you know what I would say due to due to mankind interfering in the match. I mean that's the way I would have written it. Stone Cold Steve Austin unsuccessfully challenges Kane for the title at the fully loaded in your house event main event of '98. Fails to do so because mankind got involved, and of course Paul Bearer. So. So I think you know. So really, now I'm I'm fully I'm basically fully solidified on the fact that Kane should have dropped the belt at the 1998 uh, SummerSlam in a triple threat match against Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. Now, sure, if, if it had gone that way, then the future storylines probably would have gone different. But but again, really, this is all just you know sim- simply my opinion because look, I've been a fan of Kane since you know. I, now I started. Everybody knows I started watching. My first ever pro wrestling event that I watched was the 98 Survivor Series. Then, of course, January 4th, 1999 was, was the day I, I became a fully devoted, lifelong fan of wrestling. But, you know, when, when I saw Kane for the first time, you know, 
as I grew older, I wanted to wa watch his first matches when he emerged as Kane. Of course, his debut in a, uh, interfering in a Hell in a Cell match, costing The Undertaker the match. You know, and, and I, even, I forgot to mention that if Kane had lost this first blood match, he, he would have had to set himself on fire. I mean, we remember that segment. He was being interviewed by Mr. Mc, by Vince McMahon, who, of course, everybody knew, didn't know at the time he was the owner. He, everybody, he was just an announcer. He was a play-by-play -play announcer. He was an inter the interview guy. I mean, Kane. I'll never forget Kane with that voice, uh, with that voice boxing. I mean, w w whatever they're called, I, I always for I forget. Said that if he had lost the match, he would have set himself on fire. I mean, <laughs> oh boy, man. You know, the background right there. So, yeah, it was a, a, an electronic voice box. So basically, so, so basically, it, it, it was actually Mr. McMahon is one who announced that the match will be a first blood match. So, man. So Kane, yeah, through that electronic voice box, said that if he had lost the match, he would he would set himself on fire. So, and of course, I almost forgot. He just does does that, and if I lose, then I will set myself on fire. I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but everybody knows, you know, that particular segment how Kane vowed to do if he had lost the match. But so, because we all know the story about you know Kane, the funeral home, and everything. So. You know it's interesting, like on like that segment when Paul Bearer told the story about Kane, about how Undertaker burned down the funeral home. But then in 2006, the whole May 19th storyline, yeah, how Kane says that that particular mentions an, an an individual who's quote more messed up than I am, like that. So that the imposter Kane, I think like it, the story was supposed to play that the imposter Kane was the one who actually set the funeral home on fire. So it caused a little bit of confusion because at first you're like. I thought the Undertaker did it, but then it turns out this mysterious imposter Kane did it. The voice in Kane's head, the voice that started that kept saying May 19th, although in the arena speakers saying it's happening again, it's happening again, Cause, again. Because you remember the May 19th storyline. You know, I, I think in the storyline May 19th was actually the day that the funeral home in the, in the, in the Kane's uh, background story when the funeral home was burnt and his and his parents were killed. But also, I believe I believe May nineteenth was also the day that See No Evil was released, if I'm correct. You know, Kane's film from um, from that year. So, I don't know. It, it's been it's it's just been too long. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that See No Evil was also released May nineteenth. But I guess they wanted to incorporate a story out of it. So, yeah, Kane certainly had his freaky moments. But you know, the May nineteenth storyline was actually an idea I've had for this show, and I'm sure I can still do it with a guest. But yeah, I mean, Kane's just had, you know, been after storyline after storyline after storyline, and, you know, and, and, Kane, and, and Kane's had, you know, Kane, you know, pursued the, the world title for so long, you know, o over the years, and, you know, everybody wondered why he had, they never put the belt on him, but everybody thought that Kane just was just the kind of guy, he was better off just chasing the title rather than having it, although they, tip, they did put the belt on him in 2010, and he held the title for about 150 days, I believe, something like that, around five, six months. So, you know, he won the Money in the Bank briefcase and cashed it in that, that same night and became champion. So, so they did eventually put the title on Kane for quite a while. But, but I think, you know, over the years, really, Kane was just, was just better off chasing the title than having it. But, but I think, see, now, now it kind of seems that I'm kind of backing out what I said earlier about how Kane should have been champion for more than a day. But, but I think it, it just goes, you know, how different things can be. But, I, but, but again, I mean, it's just how Kane went out over the years. And I will never forget when Kane unmasked and just basically became this dangerous, unstable character. Then, of course, we, we remember Team Hell No. 
You know, I always say Team Hell No was basically the chance for Kane to be a child. I mean, it's the child, the, the childish, the childish basically memories that Kane really never had in storyline. But anyway, but you know, but Kane in 1998, how, how he was emerging it was great. I mean, eventually Kane was part of the Mr. McMahon's corporation, had that feud with DX. So yeah, and I think you know, I think you know, Kane even one time had an alliance with DX as well. So. So Kane, Kane had been through everything, and now of course Glenn Jacobs Kane is is the mayor of is the mayor in Knox County in Tennessee. So, yeah, Glenn Jacobs has done a lot, and and, it, and his legacy to this day is is still impactful, and it always will be. But, but the 19, 1998, the first blood match. I mean, well, I should mention this. I mean, Kane wearing the mask, it, it would have made no sense for Kane to lose the match anyway. So. So and and, I, and we all know that that Mr. McMahon, that Vince and the WWF creative, they wanted to keep the belt on Stone Cold Steve Austin because he was the the top guy at the time. So so I guess they just thought that for this one particular moment, it would be better if he drops the belt in a first blood match after he's ex, after after the Undertaker accidentally hit him, attempting to get mankind. So I mean the way the match went, it made sense. So now if Stone Cold Steve Austin had been hit by Kane with a chair himself like that, that would have been a bad move. So. Again, as I mentioned, Mankind interferes. Undertaker tries to make the save. He tries to get Mankind with a chair. Mankind moved out of the way, and Undertaker accidentally hit Stone Cold Steve Austin, busted him open, and then the title, the title, title changed hands and like that. So, but once again, I'm pretty solidified on the fact that the Kane's title reign in '98 should have been more than a day. I think honestly, he would, him dropping the belt at the 1998 Survivor Series in a triple threat match with Stone Cold and the, and the Undertaker, that w that would have been my way of doing business. But at the end of the day, it's all just merely my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, Ringside Chaos is available anywhere you get your podcasts. So here's what I need you to do: hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Once again, thank you very, very much for joining me today. I'll see you all next time. God bless all of you. Y'all stay safe and y'all stay warm. God bless.